Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find, the creator of the Disaster to Dream dating solution and the Rare Find Three Steps to Brilliance. But even more importantly, I'm a mom of four teenagers, a wife, a certified professional coach, and a public speaker. And I'm an expert at helping women use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week, I'll share my voice or bring forward another rarefying voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough, and deal with major life transitions such as getting married, getting divorced, going through a career change, and having kids. I've been through so many of the same things in my life journey, and I understand the pain as well as the steps that it takes to get through the messy stuff to the ultimate freedom and joy that you desire. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset, and get out of your own way to be happy and free to live the life that you want. You know that you can, but you just don't know how. And it's hard and it's real, but it's your time to shine. You don't need to hide. All of those beautiful bits and pieces are who you are, the imperfections and all without the shame, the guilt, or the fear. If you're open and ready to transform and you want to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep listening. Today is the day you choose to make this commitment to yourself because you are a rare find. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Rare Find Voices podcast. I'm so happy you're listening today. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Robin Koenig, your host. So let's get started. I am so excited. I just came from a great meeting this morning and I had a matcha green tea latte. So it kind of got me all pumped up. I was listening to some great music. And the song that came on had these lyrics that just like stuck with me. And I wanted to weave that into our topic today, which is all about gifts. So um, the lyrics were about, I'll just read them to you. It's it's called Bones, is the name of the song called Bones. And um, the lyrics were when the bones are good, the rest don't matter. Um, and you probably hear that a lot when you're looking at houses. Um, you know, somebody saying, well, if it's an older house, then, you know, the bones are good and that's a good thing or whatever. There's a lot of different theories about what that really means. And so the lyrics continued and said, you know, the house won't fall when the bones are good. And so I just wanted to throw this out there. Like, what does this mean to you? When, when I was listening to this song, you know, words are really powerful. They impact you in so many different ways. And so, you know, clearly the artist wasn't talking specifically about, you know, the bones of a house. And what I was really thinking about when I was listening to this was a, a person and not their literal bones. You know, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Um, but about a person and their foundation. And so you know, what this really started to kind of make me think about is when we get started in something in our life, we may not always understand the value of the foundation that we have built through 
other things, through our life experiences, through the things that we have done. You know, we are literally strengthening our bones and the foundation and the ability that we have to accomplish anything. And, and that's not just, that's not lip service. That's not me just talking at you and saying, oh my gosh, you can accomplish anything. You know, I was a cheerleader for eighth grade. I could barely do a cartwheel. I had one of my best friends, Amy Boris, help me do a cartwheel so that I could try out and make the cheerleading team. And all I ever did was I was the base. I was the girl in the bottom that would help hold all these other girls up that were able to do all these amazing gymnastic stunts. And I didn't necessarily know that like being the base on the pyramid was a good thing. But anyway, so what I'm saying is I'm not a very good cheerleader, but I do absolutely a thousand percent to my core, my heart of hearts believe that you understanding your gifts and using them powerfully in your life, you absolutely can do anything. And there's a lot here. And this is one of the reasons why I have a podcast, because I could literally talk about this for hours, but I won't today. Um, but I will come back to this topic over and over again. Um, and so I want to put this out there because when you really start to ingrain in this understanding of your gifts, and I will also call them your superpowers because knowing how to use them and put them into action does turn them into a superpower. Um, so I wanted to just kind of get to the root of this. So when you start thinking about who you are, and the gifts that you have, you you really need to kind of take a step back and not just think in the moment of like, well, what am I good at now? Okay, there's a process to you doing a deeper dive on this. So let me, I want to share a story with you. So when I first got started in my career outside, out of college, I studied, you're going to be like, what is this major? I studied two things. I studied apparel merchandising and costume construction technology. And you may be thinking, what is that? Um, and I don't even know, honestly, anymore what that, the value of that degree is, but I was really good at, um, understanding style and fashion, but also, the construction behind, um, you know, building an outfit, designing a pattern, um, making things come to life with my hands. So I, so I did that. And my goal, my dream was to become a wardrobe stylist and work in the entertainment industry. So fun fact, when I graduated college, packed up my car and everything that I had from the Midwest, from outside of Chicago, a town called Glen Ellen, Illinois, and I moved myself out to California and I landed in Venice Beach because why not? Why, if you're, you know, 22 years old, why would you not go to like the Mecca of the beach in LA in 1996? Um, so I, I moved to, I moved to Venice Beach and I got started in a career being a freelance wardrobe stylist. Now I didn't necessarily have a job. So I was waiting tables and doing everything I could to pursue this career um, in, in the entertainment industry. And I was getting any job I could possibly get. You know, and at this time, there wasn't, you know, this amazing like online access to 
um, you know, Jobs and Indeed.com and, you know, Monster and Craigslist. And I mean, every, I guess those are old school too, but there wasn't access to that. There were, there were trade magazines. I would literally go to the like convenience store and pick up a trade magazine to find jobs in the entertainment industry. And I would fax my letter. Yes, I had a home fax machine because I was that cool. I would fax my letters to any potential job and just like pray that they would call me and want to hire me or give me a chance. And I worked a ton of jobs for free, you know, interning here, doing this free job or doing a really cheap day rate. So for three and a half years, I worked as a freelance wardrobe stylist and it was amazing in so many ways. And it was horrible in so many ways. And I remember I came to this point where I was at a crossroads and I was really enjoying what I was doing. But at the same time, I was tired. I was in this place of I really feel like I want to find what I call like a real job. And in my mind, it was like a real job meant going to an office, getting paid a salary, having benefits. And so I remember going to my dad and saying, okay, what do I do? How do I create my resume for a job in a career that I don't even really know what I want to do, but I have some ideas and maybe, you know, I know I'm creative and I know I'm analytical. So maybe something in marketing. Okay. So I just kind of threw that out there. And so he was amazing. Um, and I will talk about my parents probably in every episode because they are amazing people in my life. And my dad has always been this, you know, like North Star compass guide when it comes to um, trying to find a job or bouncing ideas off of him. And has always been there when it comes to that part of my career. So I remember talking with him and saying, how do I do this? How do I take what I've done? You know, this, this very different resume, which if you're in the entertainment industry or have been, you understand that you don't do a typical resume in that industry. You have your, um, what film did you work on? What was your position and what did you do? Like, what was your job responsibility and what were the dates? That's pretty much it. So it was like a list of, of, um, the different jobs that you worked, but not necessarily your, um, you know, not a, for a company. It would be like, what studio was it for? What director was it for? So what he did was he told me, he said, take a look at what you've done in each of these particular jobs, like each thing that you did. And what were the skills that you utilized? What did you bring to the table as the wardrobe stylist on this particular shoot or as the you know intern on this? Like, what were the skills that you had? What were those things that you learned that you can bring somewhere else? And I was like, huh. Okay, well, let me think. So, you know, and he would kind of prompt me with questions, right? He would say like, well, did you work with money? Oh, yes, I did. I worked, you know, I had to manage a budget. Okay, great. So, you know, you can say that you have the ability to manage X number of dollars in a budget to, you know, stay on budget and on time with a project. Oh, yes, I, I can do that. Okay, fan fantastic. So, you know, we went through this whole exercise and what I was able to do was really narrow in on the things that I was good at that I knew I could bring to the table no matter where I wanted to go, whether I wanted to find a job for, you know, within a, a marketing agency, which is where I wound up going, or if I wanted to pursue an opportunity with, um, you know, a particular brand or a company. Um, but anything that I wanted to do, 
I knew that I had a gift of some kind, a superpower, the ability to do something, even if on paper, it didn't necessarily look that way. So here's my point. Step back from it and ask yourself questions of what are the gifts that I have that I'm able to share? And when you do that, you might, first of all, be hard on yourself. And that's normal, right? We are the absolute worst to ourselves. (laughs) And so you might want to ask somebody, you know, ask somebody else, what is it that you believe that I can do that I'm really good at that I can bring to the table somewhere else, whether it's finding a new relationship, whether it's finding a new job, whether it's really, you know, improving somewhere. Gosh, maybe, you know, you want to be a better parent. What are the gifts that you have that you're able to use to get what you want? So I'm sharing this with you because we all have gifts. We have tons of them. But you have to really be have this skill set of being able to sit down and tap into them and say, what is it that I'm really good? And this isn't about, you know, this isn't like you're not full of yourself. This isn't about ego, right? But we have the great, we have greatness that deserves to be shared. And these are valuable gifts, right? These are things that you can lend to improving your life or helping somebody else improve in their life, Uh, you know, in your job, as a mom, as a friend, So, you know, what happens is, you know, we develop these things when we're young. I mean, those gifts that I was sharing with you, the things that I was able to do and tap into, I was 22 years old and I, I knew that they existed, but I didn't know how to bring them to life. And here I am now, 23, (laughs) I had to do the math, 23 years later, and I can still go back and see this common thread of Things that I know I'm good at that I can apply now, that I can apply now, right? When we develop some of these things, we're really young. We add new ones as we grow. We experience life. We mature in age. But what happens when we get older is we shrink. I mean, literally, like I'm, I'm like two inches shorter now, probably than what my driver's license says. But what I mean is that we shrink ourselves to fit into this like small container, to avoid spotlight, to dim our own light. And we don't realize how it's affecting our potential for fulfillment and joy. You know, we have experiences that tell us not to use our gifts, right? Don't be special because you might get hurt. You might be disappointed. You might get rejected. And that means that our specialness, I think that's a word, our specialness, our gifts are less important, less meaningful, not worth it, that you are not worth it. And I want to tell you something that is wrong. And coming from a coach who is taught to remove judgment, you know, from right or wrong or good or bad, I am telling you it's wrong and it's bad to hide our gifts from the world. So I shared with you last episode the story behind Rare Find. So my, my coaching business is called Rare Find. And it was developed, it was inspired by the catalyst for the name was from a, some words that came from somebody that really was able to pinpoint for me the gifts that I have to share with the world. The gifts for number and data 
a gift to show my love to people that I serve, my gift of being warm and engaging and drawing people to me. And that is not, again, that is not bragging. That is my ability to say, those are the things that I am good at. And this is why I do what I do. And so I want you now today, I want you to take a moment to think about how you can affect change in some area of your life. One, one place in your life, one thing. And I want you to think about how you want to step back and rediscover for yourself a gift, right? It can be one, it can be three. But I want you to shift your mindset and I want you to, first of all, figure out what it is and I want you to write it down. I want you to put it on paper and ground yourself and say, this is something I believe in about myself. This is something that I know to be true. And I want you to write it down and I want you to put your mind to cultivating this gift. And cultivation is one of my absolute favorite words. It is the ability to get your hands dirty, to dig deep into something and work on it, right? Cultivating, it's like uh, cultivating a good garden, right? What do you do? You've got to water it. You've got to, you know, feed it. You've got to do something. And this is an action. This is an action for you to do something with these gifts. And it is powerful. And There is something that will sin in the way, and I'm going to tell you what it is. It is fear. Fear will stand in your way. It will tell you that you're not good enough, and it will tell you that there's a reason for you to hide and to run the other way. So by you taking your stand, and this is like a literal stance, and I, you can't see me, but I am standing with my hands on my hips in my superpower pose. (laughs) and imagine what I look like and I want you to do this yourself and I don't care if you're in your cubicle and your coworkers think you're crazy or if you're at home and your kids think you're crazy because it happens to me every single day and so I want you to stand with your hands on your hip and your chest out and stand tall and your feet hips with hips width apart and I want you to pretend that you are the superhero of your life, because you are, and you're going to stand in the power of these gifts, right? You've written them down. You're going to take an action today to really focus in on something. And you are going to say to yourself what that gift is standing in your superpower pose. And there's a mantra that I believe in, and I will repeat it here because I will probably repeat it on every single podcast. My mantra, my rare find mantra is I believe I can I believe I will, and I believe I am. And I want you to say that to yourself, and I want you to whisper it, I want you to write it down, I want you to yell it, but I want you to use this as a guide for yourself today. So going back to what I started with, and I, I wanna remind you, I warned you in my first episode, I may go all over the place. This could be a very crazy circular path, like drawing spaghetti, in how we get to our endpoints in these conversations, but that's who I am. It is one of my gifts. (laughs) I will stand in the power of that. But I wanna go back to the first thing that I shared with you was about the bones. And I wanna remind you here that remember that your bones are good. You know, where you have come from has shaped who you are and it has made you strong and has made you powerful. So. Remember that your bones are good. The second reminder I want to share here is 
Your gifts have meaning and it is up to you to decide how to use them. There's no rule book. There's also no instruction manual. So, you know, you get to write that and you get to decide how you use them and put them into action today. Start with one thing. And then the third reminder I want is fear will push you down or it will push you forward. So which way do you want to go? So thank you so much for tuning in and choosing to listen. And if you want to reach out to me, I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email me, Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, at rarefind.co. I'll put that into the notes. You can go to my website, which is rarefind.co, not .com. You can also find me on Instagram at rarefind underscore love. I would absolutely be so honored if you could subscribe, share my podcast, leave me a comment, leave me a review. And thank you again so much for joining me with love and laughter. Have an awesome day.